to Wellbeing Wednesdays. I am your host, Courtney Weaver. I'm the director over at WellWBU here at West Virginia University. I am joined today by Aisuri Vasquez from the Division of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. She is the Diversity Outreach Coordinator over there. Uh, and so we're really excited to have her on today. So welcome. And why don't you tell us a little bit about your role here at the university? Awesome. Thank you so much, Courtney, for having me. Um, I mostly work with uh, identity-based organizations on campus. I make sure, or try to make sure, rather, that these students have a connection and feel like they can use the division as a resource, that they can come to us for, for any needs that they might have. We can point them in the direction of resources, of trainings, um, just an overall engagement with our office and help them build a community on our campus. Awesome. That's really important work. And I'm really excited to have you here today because we're going to talk about some of the recent civil unrest that's been spurred by police violence across the country with George Floyd. And then, but we also have some black trans folks who have been killed in the past couple of weeks, like Dominique Remy in Ohio, Rhea Milton in Pennsylvania, and Tony McDade down in Florida. And people might be wondering, well, why are we talking about racism and police violence on a Wellbeing Wednesdays podcast? Mm-hmm. And so well, let's make that connection for folks. So according to the American Public Health Association, actually back on May 29th, they did release a statement that really categorized racism as a public health issue. And I'd like to actually read a quote from their past president, Kamara Phyllis-Jones. She's a medical doctor, has her master's in public health, and has a PhD. They asked, what is racism? And it's racism is a system of structuring opportunity and assigning value based on the social interpretation of how one looks, which is what we call race, that unfairly disadvantages some individuals and communities, unfairly advantages other individuals and communities, and saps the strength of the whole society through the waste of human resources. So, and sometimes racism can be intentional or unintentional, and it operates at various levels. So it can be systemic, but it can also be interpersonal. And it's also a driving force in the social determinants of health, which is housing, education, and employment. And it's a barrier to health equity. And so we're here trying to promote health equity. So when we see that racism is a barrier to that, it's an issue that we need to talk about for sure. And so in this time when we're seeing all of these different protests happening across the country and these acts of violence, uh, and you're thinking about your own thoughts and beliefs and examining them and maybe thinking, all right, well, what are some of the ways that I can really work on being becoming an anti-racist? Like, we'd like to help you on that journey. And so we're really excited to have you here today so you can we can talk about some of the resources that are available. Because one of the things that has really come out of this has been lists of books and movies and television shows and articles and authors for people to check out. And so I think it'll be, it'll be great if we just have a discussion about uh, some of those different things. But I think, I, I don't know if you want to comment on this, Asiri, about performative allyship versus authentic allyship. Because the reason we're doing this work is we want to be allies, right? For sure. Yeah. So um, I was recently watching a TED Talk by Dr. Kendi, um, and you have some of his books listed on on some of the things to read and to watch out for right now. And Dr. Kendi talks about the feelings of advocacy and folks that are trying to be allies right now because they feel bad 
about what is happening, right? We feel bad because an innocent black man was murdered. Multiple innocent black people have been murdered. And so that makes us feel something. And so the way that we go about feeling better about this is, is going to a demonstration or donating or reading a book. And what's most important for people in the United States to do is to take those feelings and try and create change with those feelings. Because it's not going to be enough whenever we say, all right, well, I've gone to a protest and now I feel a lot better. Like I feel a lot better about what's been done in the world and how I've helped to, to make sure that there's a difference. We have to realize that it's not about us. This conversation is, is not about um, white people and non-black people of color right now, uh, right? And, and so it doesn't, I get that a lot of us are, are feeling stressed and we feel bad about the state of our country. And what are we going to keep doing to make sure that we move forward, that we're moving in the direction, that we are taking away the systems that promote this kind of environment in our country? And, and so feelings should be driving us and transforming this country. The energy behind the Black Lives Matter movement cannot be lost. It has to stay high so we don't lose traction. And as white and non-black people of color, we have to make sure that we're not getting in the way of that message, right? We have to make sure that we're supporting black-led movements and not making this about our experiences. Definitely, and I think that's, I don't know about you, but it's, it's something that I've always seen when we have these occurrences in society, and I hate the word occurrences to describe this, but when folks, particularly white women, who say, oh, I feel so sick about this, and all of a sudden it's become about their feelings as opposed to actually what the black community or other marginalized group is going through, and it's not helpful. Um, but we take those feelings and spur them into action that's actually helping, that's another story, right? right. Um, <laughs> so let's, let's talk about some of the, the books that folks can pick up to start doing some of this work. So the books that we've put on this list, they were suggested by um, a woman named Victoria Alexander on Facebook, and she works at Salem State University. And the ones that we're going to share, the, like, the list is not exhaustive because her original list mm -hmm. has over 50 books on it. Uh, mm -hmm. and, it's, and she ranks them, not ranks them, but separates them by different categories. And so it's, if you can find the post on Facebook, it has gone viral. Uh, you could probably find that list and, and see the complete list. But we'll, we'll share a few with you right now. So do you want to start? Yeah, and I also have to say um, there is... This, I've seen it on Instagram, but there's this large talk about black literature right now. And one of the things that black writers are promoting right now is to demonstrate the power and clout in the publishing industry, Sunday, June 14th through Saturday, June, June 20th. We are encouraging you to purchase any two books by black writers. Our goal is to black out bestseller lists with black voices. And so I realized that a lot of the resources right now, um, some of the movies you've listed have become free to the public because people want to make sure that, that they're providing the resources, um, especially for folks that can't get them generally, uh, that those are available to them. And I, I think that it's important for us, um, important for anybody that can purchase these stories to purchase these stories. It's important for us 
to support black writers, black authors, black um, filmmakers, um, just black artistry all around and black businesses. And so I would encourage anybody that can to, to take advantage of this and, and make sure that we are blackouting bestseller lists with black voices. And that's great to know because this podcast comes out, we're recording on a Monday, but it comes out on Wednesday and that's still within that time frame. So sure. there's plenty of time for folks to, to take action and find those lists. So thank you for bringing that to our attention. It's awesome. For sure. Um, so first on this list is How to Be Anti-Racist by Dr. Ibram X. Kendi. It, come, it came out uh, August 2019. I am actually almost done reading this one right now. Um, I, I have become a bit obsessed with Dr. Kendi um, and am now trying to figure out how to, how to like track him down so I can go work for him. I think that a lot of the work that he's doing is absolutely phenomenal. And he talks about not just this idea of not racist versus racist, but really anti-racism in the United States and how there is not such a thing as not racist. And not racist is really just a code word for racist. So um, I thought his book is, was particularly interesting. I'm really enjoying reading it right now. Yeah. I actually saw him on The Daily Show a couple years ago mm -hmm. back when uh, the next book on our list, Stamped from the Beginning, The Definitive History of Racist Ideas in America, also by Ibram X. Kendi. When that book was published back in 2016, he went on The Daily Show, and I, I can't remember if it was, if Jon Stewart had retired at that point for us, Trevor Noah, but I remember him being on there and just incredibly engaging, and it made me go out and buy that particular book, so I was like, I want to read what he's writing like, like yeah yeah he's a he's a best-selling author he's the founding director of the anti-racist research and policy center at american university in washington dc and actually beginning next month he's going up to boston to be the founding director for the boston university center for anti-racist research so he's really like made this his life's work and so so yes, check him out. He's, he was also featured, um, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the African-American Policy Forum did a series of webinars about COVID-19 and, and racism and has been doing them since the start of the pandemic. And he was a, a guest as on, or one of the panelists on one of the webinars. So, uh, for, for anybody that's got tiny humans or knows tiny humans, uh, he also has a children's book. I think it comes up tomorrow. Um, it's called Anti-Racist Baby. Um, I think it's, it's really, really important. It's never too early to start talking to children about race and racial issues. Um, and so I would highly recommend Anti-Racist Baby to anybody that knows any, any tinier folks. That's true. I think there, there's been a lot of discussion among the parents that I know about when do you start talking to your children right. about race. And there are actually a lot of lists that have been curated from this that have children's books that deal with those issues or talk about those issues. Right. Um, in ways that are that kids will understand uh so that's right. really i am not a parent but i know some parents yeah. uh, <laughs> the next book is by um robin d'angelo and it's called white fragility and it's why it's so hard for white people to talk about racism uh mm. this has actually been a fairly popular book i know that we're looking at reading it in the office of student wellness as a group uh and work through it because we like to do uh book clubs but normally we stuck with articles but I feel like it's time for an actual book. But she's a professor at the University of Washington in Seattle, and her research centers around whiteness studies and critical discourse analysis. So uh, White Fragility is, is the name of that one. I think um, 
Dr. D'Angelo does a great job about talking how how white people tend to be insulated from racial discomfort and oftentimes lack the racial stamina to engage in, in difficult conversations about race. Um, and I think she almost views uh, white progressives under like this very critical lens. And so I, I definitely recommend her book as well, um, especially to, to folks that, that already think that they're allies, right? Folks that, that think of themselves as, as part of doing the good work, um, because maybe we don't know where we're missing out on. Right, that's for sure. So uh, I, we have some more books on here that we'll just sort of, because we're actually, have already been talking for quite a while, which is good. But <laughs> we have Me and White Supremacy by Layla F. Saad. Then we have The New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. And Michelle Alexander is also one, uh, she's featured in the documentary 13th, which is available on Netflix. Um, but she's a civil rights lawyer, advocate, and bestselling author. So she's taught at Stanford and directed the Civil Rights Clinic. She's an, a contributing opinion writer to the New York Times, and then she's also worked for the ACLU. I haven't read the new Jim Crow, but I will definitely be purchasing it and reading it in the future. But her contributions to the film 13th are, are really powerful, and I recommend you check, you check it out. And then for, there are quite a lot of books about black feminism. Um, so we have Eloquent Rage by Brittany Cooper. We have Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay. Sister Outsider by Audre Lorde, and Ain't I a Woman, Black Women, and Feminism by Bell Hooks. And what we'll do is perhaps in our description of this particular episode, we'll list a lot of these books and so people don't have to write them down really quickly as they're listening. So they can I was just hoping folks were just like jotting down really, really fast. I was like, <laughs> we're, we're the, moving through these. Yeah, and we're, it's, all the it's notes. there. It's gone. Yep. All the notes. This is a lecture series. <laughs> it is. It is. It's time that they know. Um, <laughs> So then let's move on to some movies and TV series to watch. And as you mentioned, um, a lot of streaming services have made some of these movies free to mm -hmm. rent, which is really great. And the first one is Just Mercy, uh, which is also, it's also a biography written by Brian Stevenson, who is the main character in that. Well, it's not really a story in the true story. Um, and it's available to watch for free by the studio on all sorts of streaming platforms because the studio itself was like, we're making this free for everyone, which right. is really great. And then what else, what else do we have on this list? We also have, also, also as an aside, um, for anybody, I'll, I'll plug WVU libraries in real quick. Uh, but I listened to Just Mercy as an audiobook uh, through WVU libraries. And so for anybody that actually wants to listen rather than read um, before you watch the movie, I check out your, your library. <laughs> um, I also... I'm always about pumping up the library. Like librarians are the unsung heroes of of university campuses. I'm for I'm sure. Opinion. So um, this uh, COVID nineteen has has been particularly hard for um, my. I used to listen to audiobooks on my commute, and so that's no longer happening. And now I'm trying to like be more intentional about when I when I listen to books and podcasts. Yeah. Um, but next on this list, we have When They See Us. Um, it's a Netflix created, co-written, directed by Ava DuVernay. I believe, yes. DuVernay. <laughs> um, based on the 1989 case of the Central Park Five who were wrongly convicted and confined for the rape, ass rape and assault of a white woman in Central Park. Um, I will say, um, some of, some of the, these films are, are incredibly hard to watch. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would argue that that's the point. Um, 
I, I think that as as people that consider ourselves allies or people trying to become more educated about the things that black people experience on, on a day-to-day basis, that's all we can do, right? Is, is watch. Um, and we will never truly know what that experience actually looks like. So for those of us that, that have a hard time watching this and for those of us that want to say like, you know what, I'm gonna pause this. Um, I would argue like, keep going watch it and and like make sure that you understand that your privilege says that you might never have to go through this in real life Mm -hmm. Um, that's some of the things that i've seen where you know if you're uncomfortable sit with that discomfort uh because learning often doesn't happen when you're comfortable uh and so sit sit with it (laughs) right um we also have 13th which i watched over the weekend um also from filmmaker ava duvernay explores the history of racial inequalities in the U.S., focusing on the nation's prisons that are disproportionately filled with um, African-Americans and Black people. This one, uh, I I think there's often times where we don't know the history, the true history of the United States. And I think this one did a great job of walking people, walking the viewers through the history of the United States and why we're not quite where we should be yet. Why a lot of work for for overcoming racial injustices is still being done and why it's not enough because it's ingrained in our laws. Definitely. Uh, And 13th is available just like when they see us on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then uh, we have The House I Live In, which was directed by Eugene Jarecki. And it's a deep look inside America's criminal justice system and then specifically into the war on drugs and its human rights implications. I don't believe this one is available for free, but uh, I looked at the rental prices and you can rent it for about $2 on streaming Mm -hmm. platforms. So it's not it's not too much of of a burden in that sense. Mm-hmm. And now moving on from just TVs and, and TV series, not TVs, uh, TV and movie series. And <laughs> I cannot speak today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, it's Monday. Oh, goodness gracious. Uh, but there are also some articles out there that are compiling resources. There's one, and this actually was published back in 2017 on the platform Medium, um, but it's called 75 Things That White People Can Do for Racial Justice uh, by Kareen Shutek. And I pulled some quotes from there, which because I think it's just in, it's just important pieces of advice uh, for folks. Uh, one is to listen without ego and defensiveness to people of color. Truly listen. Don't scroll past articles written by people of color. Read them. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one is don't be silent about that racist joke. Silence is support. So whether mm-hmm. that's coming from a friend, a family member, speak up because mm-hmm. silence uh, is complicit. I think it's time for some of us to lose some friends. You know, I'm going to yeah. be honest. Yeah. It's going to happen. It is. It is going to happen. And if, if you make the holiday gathering uncomfortable, then so be it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Um, and then also included on that are lists of folks to follow on social media. Like there's a lot of online publications to read, organizations to donate to, and then tips for contacting elected, elected officials and things like that. Um, and now I know a lot of, there's been a lot of movement about donating to certain organizations and whatnot, but there has, there was an artist who created a 60 minute video on YouTube where they monetized it so that all the profits go to, I believe the national bailout fund. 
um, which is actually pretty cool because that way, if you just watch the video, but it has to be on your phone, you can still donate to the organization if you yourself oh. can't fiscally, you know, swing that. Um, right. I thought it was really cool. And so there are people sure. making those opportunities available. And then also on YouTube is the African American Policy Forum channel. I recommend you check it out. They've been doing these incredible webinars, bringing on just, I mean, incredible scholars and and social justice advocates. You know, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter was featured on these uh, webinars. They're available for free. Just Google, just uh, do the YouTube search of African American Policy Forum, and you will find them. So that's a awesome. that was a pretty good list of stuff, but it's by yeah. no, that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Right, right. <laughs> like there's so much. For sure. There's so much more that people can do and read, and normally we like to do like a well-being snapshot, which is like, you know, how is this topic related to you know current happenings in the world? But this whole episode was a snapshot, and really it's right. not just a snapshot; it's like a panoramic picture. Because right, right. This isn't something new. Um, it's something that's been happening for a long time and people are paying attention and then that's important. For sure. But we hope that, you know, the resources that we've talked about today can help some folks. Um, and that, you know, uh, sorry, if you department is here to help students at WVU talk about these issues and do trainings with groups and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And so you're always going to be a great resource, uh, anyone in the WVU community, which is really For great. sure. I encourage um, students, faculty, staff, community members to reach out to us um, and, and truly use us as a, resources, as a resource. I think a lot of people um, sometimes don't even know that, they're, that we are there to serve the Morgantown and WVU community. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so we are. Um, so I, I'd encourage anybody, even those that are, are unsure of where they stand, they're not sure how to have these conversations, um, reach out to us and, and we can make sure that we provide them with additional resources. We can sit down and have open conversations without the need of feeling embarrassed or feeling like you're going to be chastised for saying the wrong thing. We are truly there to educate folks and, and make sure that they're on the right track for learning. Um, I think another thing that I'd like to briefly mention before um, we end this episode is I'd encourage everybody to check their own own biases. Um, the Harvard uh, Harvard Implicit Bias Test, I think, is a great place to start. Um, I think sometimes we think that we are very woke and we, like, you can't tell me anything about being an ally. Like, I already know, right? Um, and, and that's not necessarily true. I think a lot of us have a lot of learning to do and a lot of self-reflection that needs to be done. And so checking ourselves first, in addition to looking at all of these resources, looking at watching all the movies, watching the TV series, reading the books, listening to the podcasts, I think it's really, really important as well. Yeah, and that test is available online. You just Google Harvard Implicit Bias Test and you can find, they have all sorts of different versions of that test. Uh, mm -hmm. And I recommend, I recommend you do it because it is really eye-opening. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Isuri. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, and to the, our loyal listeners, I don't know how many of them there are, but we appreciate you to the bottom of our hearts. Uh, For sure. We'll catch you next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays.